0: Hey friends, you're listening to The Collective Podcast in partnership with Watermark Community Church. We're so glad you're here and we hope you enjoy today's episode as we highlight heroes of the faith. Welcome, friends. I'm your host, Holly Carpenter, and today we are continuing our season focusing on heroes of the faith. For this episode, I'm joined by my new friend, Jackie, as we talk about her heart for service. So Jackie is known by so many people around here for her dedication to service, especially outside of the church walls. And when you talk about someone who repeatedly gives of their time to serve others without asking for anything in return... Jackie's name is the one that consistently comes up around here at Watermark, not because of how much she does, but because truly of the posture in which she does it. And so that's why we are so excited to introduce you to our friend Jackie. Well, Jackie, we're so excited you're here today. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me, Holly. Well, Jackie, why don't you just go ahead and tell us just really quickly a little bit about you, family, job.
1: Tell us a little peek into Jackie. So... I am Jackie and have been at Watermark um, unofficially, informally taking classes since 2015, but made um, a decision to become a member in 2017, so been walking steady at Watermark as a member since then. Um, I work at UT Arlington College of Nursing. I work as a faculty there um, over the NP programs in the graduate department. Um, My bread and butter trade is I'm a nurse, a nurse practitioner, Mm -hmm. women's health specialty, psych mental health. And um, the biggest thing you would want to know about me is I'm Faith Michael's mom. It seems like that's my (laughs) introduction on Watermark campus. (laughs) We love her.
0: I love that. Well, Jackie, let's just hear a quick testimony. How
1: did you come to know the Lord? Well, so let's start at the very beginning. I was born and raised in India in a Christian family. Um, mom's side of the family is a long list of missionaries um, for four generations, I would say. Every summer, every Bible class hand would go up. Do you want to receive Jesus? Yes. But it was at age um, 18 going on 19 where my family encouraged me to have um, a deep dive into some introspective thinking on what it would mean to accept Jesus as my personal Savior and what that walk would look like. Next thing you know, I am re upping my commitment mm-hmm. and receiving water baptism. Now, my testimony is I'm Faith's mom, like I shared with you guys, and um, God has been faithful. Um, so, what happened in the gap uh, got married, had an arranged marriage, highs and lows of uh, relationship difficulties. Domestic violence, custody battles, not being able to conceive, then conceiving faith, which took almost five years. And um, today, I stand before you as I am, broken and, woman, yeah. restored and redeemed. And you've seen the God, you've seen our God, meet you in so many different ways. He has truly been faithful and trustworthy. Through all of it. Amazing. I love that. So
0: as you just think back over your life, how did serving others become a part of your story? So how did God stir in your heart to serve so many people in this way?
1: Um, So like I shared, mother was God-fearing and would see her serve in her own way. Her family bringing up um, godly kids, hopefully following the Lord the way they should, um, was her call. And she was okay in that humble service. Um, She would um, do this ministry called, we called it, and we used to make fun as youngsters, but we called it the daily bread. Mm -hmm. The books would come in a mailing, and she would take that devotion door to door and share Jesus with people. If folks didn't know who Jesus was, that was her good news ministry right there. If they knew who Jesus was, she would encourage them to have a daily devotional. Mm -hmm. Uh, She has... Initiated so many conversations that even now in our neighborhood, I might be at the pool or the pond or walking, and there'll be folks who'll share about her initial conversations with her. So it did begin there, but the other champion of faith in my life um, has been my daughter, Faith Mm -hmm. herself. Uh, What do you call them? The Porchies?
0: Yes, Um, she's here. Young and old ministry, yes. Yes.
1: (laughs) So it's a blessing because um, her heart is for the Lord, and she comes Tuesday praying to find somebody who may not know the Lord or may be looking for company to sit through that port service. Um, So she encourages me as well. Um, My formal preparation, I would say, I would give the credit to Watermark because in 2015, the first class that I took was Perspectives. Mm -hmm. And it was here at Watermark. Y'all had hosted it. I wasn't a member. I came as Faith's one plus one. (laughs) And it was there that I learned God's will, not only for the nations, but his will for us and where we stand in his will to serve the nations. So it's all an eternal plan. Amazing. We just have to be obedient.
0: Absolutely. I love that you have specific people in your life who modeled service for you and a heart that is after the Lord and glorifying Jesus. And then even to hearing the ways that you were just impacted by God's word and studying, you know, what does the Lord actually have for us and what it looks like to represent him and care
1: for people. So
0: that's amazing. So knowing that, what does service look like for you specifically? Like where and how are you serving today?
1: Well, I hope people realize that service is every day in everything we do, you know, whether it is at work, whether I'm teaching, whether I'm being a parent, whether I'm running my household, it's all serving the Lord. But, um, purposeful serving, where I step out in faith um, with a mind to show Jesus to someone, um, is in um, Refugee Outreach. Um, As you may know, For the Nations Refugee Outreach is one of our partnerships um, organizations that Watermark um, works with. I also serve at UTD with the international student effort. There are three things that we do there. We give airport ride, where we may be the first person that that international student sees, meets, and Mm -hmm. gets the first impression of. We also do friendship partners, which is a one-on-one relationship to pour into somebody's life slowly and steadily, more like a relational um, evangelism effort. And then we have friendship, um, then we have home groups. Mm -hmm. Um, Home groups is where our volunteers get together, prep a meal. We have story time, discussion, conversations in a group setup. So it's been a lot of fun. That's amazing. I love hearing how the ways that you just
0: approach serving are yes, there's organizations and places to be a part of, but even just your heart posture of whatever the Lord has for me is where I'm going to be serving. Serving is everything that we do. And so, knowing that, what would you say is your favorite way to serve? You serve in a lot of ways, and it's it is obvious it's in everything you do. So, what would you say is your favorite way to serve and has this looked different throughout different stages of your life?
1: So I think the growing up piece in understanding serving has been to understand that the story the Lord has given me, that of a broken lady, that of a single parent, um, that of a woman who's gone through domestic violence, um, has not had a man stand with her. Um, all of those things that we might, from the worldly perspective, look at as negative, the Lord has just used them beautifully um, to knit this person in front of you mm-hmm. uh, who can carry a story and be able to relate to people going through certain things that they may think nobody ever gets. Mm-hmm. Um, so in a way, by comforting me and strengthening me, Lord is now using me, hopefully, to comfort somebody else and bring some hope through Jesus in their life. Mm -hmm. So ministry again is with the international students because I've been international, been lost and disoriented in a new culture, so that God uses. Um, Though not a typical refugee, coming from a different country and making a home, setting up a household and learning the ways in a new um, area, those experiences help me relate to the refugees we serve who have lost a lot and are trying to rebuild a new life with without some family members. So all of those have just come together miraculously.
0: Absolutely. And the, the way that you talk about how God uses the comfort that he's given you to then comfort others. I mean, that is exactly what Jesus would have for us. You know, the the hardship that can be a part of our story and how the Lord comes in and redeems it by giving us opportunities to then meet people in the ways that we were met. And even in the ways that we weren't, you know, there, there may have been seasons when you were walking through something and you didn't have someone there to share the gospel with you. And so, but you understand what it's like to be in their shoes and to be empathetic to where they are. And how cool is it that we then get to use our story of hardship and the, the things that the Lord has helped us overcome to then, care for people and be examples of the gospel like you've talked about. Uh, I also love, you mentioned this earlier, that you just love being with people, that no matter what it is, you you just love being around God's people and just caring for others. And what a sweet posture that is. Thank you. Of course. So how, Jackie, do you actively work on growing your heart for service today? Like, What, what do you do to continue to cultivate this desire to serve within you?
1: You know, every so often, you have to get down to that basic point where you start. So for me, it begins with a decision. Um, There was a moment where I had to make a decision, like it says in Joshua 24, 15, choose this day who you will serve. And we had to make a choice. And we made a choice, but for us, me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So it begins with a decision And then God shows you ways to cultivate that, build that. Um, I shared with you the perspectives class. Um, Those are the concrete things that one can learn and build in. But the desire comes from a real relationship with the Lord. Having said that, I don't um, believe in serving being different than what we do every day. I believe that when I serve the Lord, I am working with his people, and when I'm working with his people, people from all the nations, I am serving the Lord. So it's very interchangeable, and um, I think that's where it flows more naturally um, because the two go hand in hand. Um, The other thing is um, not thinking that through this opportunity God will come through, but knowing that when I am stepping out in obedience— God will come through. He doesn't need that opportunity. He can take another conversation and segue into what he wants accomplished. So the burden is not so much on me is how I continue to cultivate the desire and looking at people, what renews that desire is understanding that I'm just one life decision away from the same fate. I was very close to losing my house was in a line to stop a foreclosure. I have almost lost the custody of my daughter. Um, So all of those things just help me remember God's goodness in my life. And that is the positive reinforcement. I come back more filled, knowing how God has been so steady taking care of us, that it is easier for me to submit to his will, stand in his will, because his will is to do Good. His will is not to harm us in any way, but to give us a future and hope. Mm,
0: absolutely. Would you say that you have any verses that inform just as you're trying to cultivate that desire
1: to serve? I'm so glad you asked. Um, Matthew 10.42 is one of my favorite one. It says, if anyone gives even a cup of water to one of these, then he's my disciple. You know, so we don't have to be great people writing epistles for the Bible. We just have to be obedient and standing in the gap. It's the small things that we do, we do faithfully. And keeping God first and foremost, that really builds that faithful servant mindset. So that is one of my favorite. Also, um, the other one is that if we are good to any of these, least of these, which is Matthew 25, 40, You know, that is also very important to me. Like, who doesn't want to go um, work at the White House or have a picture moment at the White House? Um, And then who wants to wipe a kid that has tears running down and is all muddy and dirty? You know, if, if one had a choice, we all know which way our flesh makes us lean. But it is good to know, biblically, what the Lord calls us to and do it with that mind, in that humility, in that heart posture. So true.
0: Absolutely. That, I mean, that is so much of what Christ modeled for us. It's the humility. It's the seeking out the people who society would tell us are those to stay away from. It's to do things without asking for the recognition. You know, I think of uh, Mark ten forty five that Jesus was willing to come to be served or to serve, not to be, not served. To be served. Yes. Not yes. to be served, but um, that he came to serve us, which is just crazy to think about. And um, just knowing that you're the humble posture that you have is so much of it. I can just see the empathy that you have for people and the ways that the Lord's just comforted you. Um, so what what I want to make sure that we talk about today is there's sometimes we hear conversations like this and I can be tempted to believe I need to do more. I need to sign up for more or I'm not doing enough or you know, whatever lies that the enemy is making me believe, you know, for someone who this doesn't come naturally, this desire to serve, or it feels really difficult for them to do that. What, uh, what would you say, or what should they do to cultivate this gift? And how can they go about doing that? So, you know, do you have any encouragement, suggested ways that they can do this? What would you say to that
1: person? I'm not sure if this will work for everybody, but my hope is that it does. So the first thing I have to do and I have to do it quite often practically every day if not every other day is to rebuke the lies Satan speaks Mm. in my life yes he is a great influencer and he says enticing things that are very easy to believe but remember they're all lies that I'm not prepared for this the early lies he told me was your mom has Alzheimer's you'll never be able to memorize the verses Mm. equipped disciple and four years later And Bible memory verse later, I look at the number of verses I've memorized Mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh, my goodness, this was I would have never believed it Mm -hmm. because Satan is a liar. He'll tell you you're not equipped for this ministry or there's a certain talent and certain amount of availability needed, a free time in your schedule to do something. Don't believe any of those lies. So that's the Mm -hmm. first thing I would say to anybody who has a heart to serve. Don't believe the lies Satan Mm -hmm. is telling you. Because God will equip you, he'll prepare you, and he'll deploy you. Absolutely. The second thing is to make up your mind. You have to make a decision. So uh, like I shared, Joshua 24, 15 was we had to make a decision in our household. We had to make a choice who we were going to serve and what that was going to take and what it was going to mean and what it was going to look like. So does it mean that on Sundays we are not chilling at the pool <laughs> and we are at church? And on Thursdays, we are teaching ladies um, Equip Disciple. Tuesdays are committed um, by Faith to do her Porchy stuff, and I Mm. support her in that. Mm. So that means Tuesday, no no invitations and no social events. Um, Fridays. When we're having home group, does it mean I'm totally off the radar so I can prep something and bring it Mm -hmm. or work with the logistics, etc.? So these are the commitments we make. So have to make a decision, take into stock what we can, cannot do, Mm -hmm. and then do whatever little we can diligently. The third is to have a purpose. If you don't have a drive that is renewed, Why even do it, Mm -hmm. right? So Matthew 5, 16 says, let your light shine so before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So start the day by saying, Lord, let people see you and me. Mm -hmm. What is Jackie Michael? Half the audience is probably just listening to this and they don't even know what I look like. And what does it matter? Let Christ come through in all actions and remember that purpose. Do we have a saying in our house? All shame and all fame be to God. Wow. So that means if I trip and fall, Jesus is going to pick me up Mm -hmm. because he's not a God that can be shamed. And if it is all fame, stay humble. This too shall pass because the glory is going to him Mm -hmm. just so that he allows us to stand with our head upright and he becomes the glory and lifter of our head. The last I would say um, is... An invitation, Holly. Uh huh. I would ask everyone one thing. After you've made up your mind, you've shushed all the lies away and know the reason and purpose why you want to serve is take that first step. Every journey begins with one step. And that's the first step. Be bold enough to step up for Christ. And it's almost like he's waiting with his hand out. He's going to hold it. He's going to give you a lift up and pull you to do it. He's gonna prepare you to do it. And next thing you know, you might be sitting next to a Holly too, sharing (laughs) your story, because this is so unreal to me. So allow me to encourage you to take the first step, take it boldly, leave it to him to set your foot firmly, plant it. Um, Where do you start, you would say? If you don't know where else, come to the home group,
0: come visit (laughs) with
1: us. Just step into an environment and see who is doing what and leave the rest to God. He has honored our wishes, our desires. And Jeremiah twenty-nine eleven says He has a purpose to give us a future and a hope. Mm-hmm. So stand up for Jesus and He'll do things you wouldn't even believe. That's so true. Amen, Jackie. Well,
0: I think what I love just in your encouragement to women is To start simply and to simply start knowing that God's going to direct us and guide us where he wants us to be a light for him and where he wants us to reach the people that that haven't been reached yet. And so uh, my hope coming out of this conversation, just for everyone who's listening, is that they don't feel this overwhelming condemnation, that they're not doing enough and that they need to sign up for more things, but they feel the conviction of, you know, we get the opportunity to do mission and ministry work with God. You know, we broken people get the opportunity to be invited in to do work with the perfect God. I mean, that's something that like consistently, it truly baffles me as I think through, like, why would God invite me to do this? He can do it so much better without me. But for some reason he allows me to be a part of it. And I hope everyone can feel, you know, the same awe over that too, knowing that, you know, we get to do this and it can be as simple as going to your next door neighbor to ask how they're doing or seeing a need from a friend and helping meet it or signing up to serve with International Student Ministry. You know, there's always a, a plethora of opportunities here to get involved. And so, um, Jackie, I'm just so grateful that, that you're here today and that there's so many people that you have gotten to impact, and the ways that the Lord has worked in and through you to do that. And so, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: My so pleasure. Glad you're here, serve the people, groups, absolutely. Serve the nations. You don't always need a visa and an airplane ticket. It's right here in our backyard. Amen. Well.
0: Ladies, that is all that we have time for today. If you wanna learn more about the collective, you can visit our website, watermark.org collective. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at watermark underscore collective. So uh, if you know someone who would be impacted by this episode or encouraged by it, Be sure to share it with them. And if you have any questions about this episode, if you are looking for ways to get involved either here at Watermark or in other areas in the city of Dallas, you can email us at collective at watermark.org and we will see you next time on the Collective Podcast.